Hello there, you Awakening Wonders on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you download your podcasts. We really appreciate you, our listeners, and want to bring you more content. We will be delivering a podcast every day, seven days a week, Every single day, you'll get a detailed breakdown of current topics that the mainstream media should be covering. But if they are covering, they're amplifying establishment messages and not telling you the truth. Once a week, we bring you in-depth conversations with guests like Jordan Peterson, RFK Jr., Sam Harris, Vandana Shiva, Gabor Mate, and many more. Now enjoy this episode of Stay Free with Russell Brand. Remember, there's an episode every single day to educate and elevate our consciousness together. Stay free and enjoy the episode. Hello there, you Awakening Wonders. Thanks for joining us on the voyage to truth and freedom that we must undertake together right now as the globe appears to be lurching from crisis to crisis, as trust dissipates and disintegrates in all of our institutions, as there appear to be protests breaking out in Germany and TV stations taken over in Ecuador. We are starting to question all of our institutions. That's why we are creating a movement and we want you to join it. To get exclusive content and to get first looks at much of the content we make here, join us over on Locals. Become an Awakened Wonder. There's a link down below. We make extra content for you every single day and we need your support. You know that the government demonetize us, don't you? We need you to support us so that we can grow this movement, create real life communities and real life opposition to the corruption we discuss every day. Like this corruption. You're all aware that the January 6th protests have been utilized to introduce new laws and create all sorts of exploitation, demonize half of the American population and create many anti-democratic measures in the name of democracy, sometimes reducing newsreaders to tears, simply discussing it. Oh, January 6th, it was so terrible. Do you remember when they stayed within the velvet ropes? Do you remember that man that had a buffalo hat on? Oh, it's all too terrible. Now, I believe in peace. I believe in treating one another with love and respect at all times, and any revolution that we undertake must be a peaceful and respectful one. But nevertheless, I think this incident has been exploited, particularly by a political class that uses the information they gain within Congress and the Senate to create opportunities for themselves and their families. We've got a report on that, it's disgusting, as well as more hypocrisy from within the establishment as they continue to exploit January the 6th to demonize half the population and control media narratives. For known, I'm gonna to try to get through this. Um, thank you. So I'm just gonna try and get through the rest of this video. It's just so terrible that some protests, they had signs, man. Some of them like Donald Trump. I saw a cap, it was red, I think it was red. For what you did three years ago today. A frivolous clip in a way, but also demonstrates how emotive, emotional, and hysterical the coverage of that event has become. It's become a cultural artifact deployed in order to generate emotion. In a sense, that newsreader is simply playing his part, doing what's required of him. That's not a rational perspective, and yet rationalism is always what's used to decry and criticize the supporters of what are known as the MAGA right. If rationalism is what opposes it, then don't sob. And this goes way beyond beyond lacrimose newsreaders, DC attorney Matthew Graves is saying that not only participants in the protests or insurrection, news, whatever word suits you, on January 6th ought be prosecuted, but people just in the general environment. Also, anyone that uses the phrase January 6th. But what do I call the day before January 7th? You goddamn Trump Fulton mega loving son of a bitch, you? Okay, I'm just gonna go from January 5th. Can we just have a leap year? What are you leaping over? A trucker protest in Canada? Oh God, I promised myself I would 
finish this video. I can't get through it. An important note when it comes to our prosecutions about those who remained outside the building. We have used our prosecutorial discretion to primarily focus on those who entered the building or those who engaged in violent or corrupt conduct on Capitol grounds. Like this piece of violent conduct pointed out by Norm Macdonald, God rest his soul. There's clearly a degree of hysteria, and usually don't you find, but when there's this much emotive packaging, this much amplification, it's in order to utilise either some new legislation or to promote a particular aspect of an electoral campaign, or really to legitimise democracy itself. Because when you look at it, really, and this is the first thing that occurred to me, I'm not trying to act like, oh, look at me, I've got such great instincts. Straight away, I thought, why are you so outraged? that that building has been impeached when, for me, that building is itself a symbol of corruption. I don't see that as, that's where Thomas Jefferson and George Washington, all I've ever known is the state is corrupt, you cannot trust the media, that's all I've ever known. So for me, I don't see that, oh my god, and start sobbing, because I see the state not as my representatives, but as our shared oppressors. And whether you're right there on the BLM side of things, or over here on the Jan 6 Trump side of things, you've got more in common with one another than you have of the occupants of those buildings who are using information gleaned from their privileged position within the political establishment to make bets on the stock market, enrich themselves, and create a bigger gap than ever between them and you. And you all exist in one vast herd. And they might appeal to your political beliefs if you're on this side or that side of the basically imagined aisle. But when it comes to the crunch, they're all in it together, investing in stocks and shares, accruing personal wealth, and ultimately concealing the true source of power, which is ulterior. Way, way, way down, down deep, in the deep, deep state, or way up high in rarefied corporate air, inaccessible to us, anonymous figures who aren't bold or ridiculous enough to present themselves as powerful, in my opinion. Let me know in the chat in the comments if that's how you think it works. But if a person knowingly entered the restricted area without authorization, they had already committed a federal crime. Make no mistake, thousands of people occupied an area that they were not authorized to be present in in the first place. Trespass. That's the crime we're discussing. So what's the worst crime? Trespass or using your privileged position as a member of Congress to plainly invest in stocks and shares that you have information about that you can use to enrich yourself while all the time acting as if some terrible transgression took place on January 6th. It's like the old adage, what's the crime of robbing a bank to the crime of another bank being open? Well, it'd be brilliant if someone would open a bank near you, I bet, because you can't get no banks or doctors or anything because infrastructure is collapsing everywhere because all of the resources, power and wealth are being sucked upwards you're watching it happen, we're all watching it happen, they're participating in it, legitimising it, and then saying that the problem is each other. We've got to get over this, guys. Now, let's investigate just exactly how people in Congress are benefiting from these ludicrous, outrageous investments. The US Congress once again outperformed the stock market in 2023, according to new analysis by financial platform Unusual Wales. That in itself is the demonstration of corruption because the stock market is naturally the habitat of experts in global finance. Whatever you think about that world, people that are on Wall Street or the city of London or wherever else these bizarre practices take place, they're spending all their time studying the 
NASDAQ or the Dow Jones. They're studying that stuff all the time. And yet, these people in Congress, who might be doing it on some education committee or tech committee, more notably, are outperforming them. How's that? In a rare display of bipartisanship, members from both sides of the political aisle had bumper years. It is the third year running that Congress has now beat the market. So this is a trend. One thing you can bet on is that Congress will beat the market. You could start investing in that. In fact, you do, because you pay them with your taxes. The annual report shows that Congress blew the market out of the water in 2023. It's not only the market they're blowing, if some of the rumors are true, they're blowing each other in that place. Saucy. Fueling fresh calls for a ban targeting US lawmakers and their immediate family members. 32 members of Congress, evenly split among Democrats and Republicans, because they're basically the same, fared better than the market. Overall, Democratic lawmakers were up 31.18% last year, while their GOP colleagues were up 17.99%. Numerous members in Congress traded war stocks before the Israel-Gaza-Palestine conflict, unusual whales noted. So, whether or not you're seeing pro-Israel politicians or pro-Palestinian Palestinian politicians espousing publicly, one thing where they agree is it's okay to invest in weapons manufacturers prior to that conflict. And don't you think that the money where the mouth is evidence there tells you a lot more than the empty rhetoric that they may use on the steps of one of those sacred buildings that if you invade them without a ticket or without permission, people are literally sobbing on the news. Let's have a look at how ABC News report on this. As long as a trade is reported before 45 days, there's no law preventing members of the House or Senate from trading stocks, even if the bills they pass or committees they sit on could influence a company's stock price. Almost as if people try to occasionally introduce laws to prevent that, but whenever those laws are introduced, the people that are in charge of voting for whether or not those laws should stick go, hold on a minute, I personally financially benefit from there not being any regulation against me doing this or engaging in these practices, so I'm not going to do that. And isn't that the sense you get from politics across the world. Those of you in the UK watching this post office scandal unfold will realise that this is something that happened ages ago. Now, both political parties are pretending to care because it's been on the television. There are very few moral scruples within these institutions because these institutions require that you abdicate those principles. That's why it takes a long while to create change. Oh, it'll take generations. It doesn't need to take generations. You could just, like that, change the world. But it wouldn't be beneficial for the people that are within those institutions benefiting from things things being exactly as they are. Outraged at first, Chris then saw an opportunity to get in on the action. He moved out west and with three friends launched the app Autopilot. It lets users follow a politician's trades and then copy them. I mean, that is amazing. If you just did that, you would be ahead of the market. I mean, is there any clearer indication of corruption than the fact that if you simply do what people in Congress are doing, you will make money? That, in a sense, means you could kind of collapse the whole system. What's the point in the stock market? What's the point in consultants? What's the point in traders and stock workers and all of these experts? You just go, what are them lot investing in? Well, they're investing in that. Right, well, that's the end of it, isn't it? But doesn't that show you the degree of institutionalised corruption? Automatically buying or selling the same stock along maker does at whatever dollar amount they like. At what point does this become illegal? The company now has users dedicating tens of millions trying to grow their own bank accounts by mimicking lawmakers' market moves. But the app has also become a rallying cry for a new generation of investors, pointing out what they say is a rigged system that lets a group of 535 men and women with serious political influence 
buy and sell stocks in the first place. Legally, lawmakers can't trade on inside information, meaning details out of the hands of the general public. But a hypothetical senator could vote for an infrastructure bill and then buy stock in a company that was publicly awarded a project to build a bridge in their district. Those men, like, building a road, like, the dichotomy is just like the toil of asphalting a road in galoshes and just shoveling down. Meanwhile, we could be exploiting that for profit. There's so much scope for radical change. They could even sit on the Armed Services Committee and trade in the stock of a defense contractor receiving a sizable government contract. How dare you? How dare you invade the Capitol building? That is where we inspire and organize illegal wars that are armed by companies that I personally invest in. You were actually in the building. You're going to prison. You were in the environment. You're going to prison. You used the term January 6th. And that's when my son was born. You are a criminal, sir. Now, I'm just going to invest in jails filling up. Potential conflicts of interest that in the past few years, thousands online began relishing pointing out were all legal. This is a red flag. And the biggest name doing that isn't a name at all, a finance guy who started pouring over members of Congress's trades when he was bored during the early months of the pandemic. <laughs> he was just bored. He started doing it out of boredom. So that pandemic, it created so much change, then it? it created such a fissure in society, people being locked in their homes, so much doubt in our institutions, such a total lack of trust in media, such a lack of trust in Big Pharma. And this guy... He goes by the full moniker, Unusual Wales. Wales's data finds members of Congress's stock portfolios can consistently beat the S&P 500. Cool, Banksy style, he's going anonymous, respect. One example Wales pointed us to was the collapse of Silicon Valley Bank and the regional banking crisis. Then, some lawmakers on key congressional committees that govern the financial system dumped SVB and other bank stocks during the turmoil, many before their price plummeted. Not illegal, Wales says, but eyebrow-raising. Hmm, gonna have to raise an eyebrow for that. Knowing what you know about the ethics and morality of the occupants of those buildings, do you think it's possible that it would cross their mind, for example, when voting on whether to continue to aid conflict between Ukraine and Russia? They might go, oh, that might be beneficial. Or whether to invest in, as they said, in infrastructure, which doesn't seem to be happening a hell of a lot. Or whether to invest in some big tech or award a contract to Google or Facebook. Think of the kind of relationships. This is without getting into lobbying or donations. Actually, it's not hyperbolic to say, the system is totally corrupt. It almost requires a level of faith from us that seems childlike, ridiculous, unsustainable levels of credulity are required for us not to actually, thinking about it, wait till about January 6th, walk in there and go, listen, this is mental. This is mad. That's why they have to frame that as the extreme event. What's being normalized? Well, look, there is a loophole that doesn't prevent. If it's for family members, well, no, of course you can sit on that committee. The masquerade and the sophistry that's utilized in order to maintain a system that's so plainly corrupt. Whenever someone comes along that's half decent, Ross Perot, Bobby Kennedy, Cornell West, Marianne Williamson, they're just maligned and marginalized. People are breathed into the system, sort of bathed in the formaldehyde of corruption and become inutil and hopeless. Remember in the 60s, when people rose up that plainly had principles, Malcolm X, Robert Kennedy, Martin Luther King. What happened to those guys? Oh, they all died in mysterious circumstances when a lone gunman shot them in. Some crackpot. Oh no, another crackpot. There's some weird kind of 
blind date magic takes place between idealistic political figures and lone crackpots. As soon as you're like an idealistic public orator, it's just a matter of time where a lone crackpot emerges to kill you. I'm actually feeling quite idealistic. What the who the hell's that guy? What's in your pocket, sir? Okay, okay, I'll start investing. Get me some shares in Northrop Grumman. Get me shares in Northrop Grumman. And those new calls for transparency have spurred some in Congress to try again to ban their colleagues from trading stocks altogether. Republican Ken Buck and Democrat Joe Neguse, who signed a letter with 19 other Republicans and Democrats. The whole point of Congress is it's a representative democracy. Every single person in that building ran like campaigns. I approve this message. That's why I'm here. Like pictures of them like, in, like construction hats or holding a pig or being nice to a baby or something. And out of all of them, we've got 19. I say, listen, we're going to do this thing where you can't unscrupulously profiteer. Oh, oh, well, I'm actually, I'm a little busy that day. That's like all they can summons up, 19 people. So on one hand, you've got the facade of outrage about January 6th. <gasps> what did you do? They did what? They were wearing what? <gasps> this is disgusting. They were going to do what to Nancy Pelosi? Good luck finding Nancy Pelosi. She's rich. How did she get so rich? Well, interesting story. You know, we, we, we signed up for this job. We knew what the pay was. It isn't a, um, we're going to pay you this much plus corruption. It's good, isn't it, to be reminded that there are some decent people in politics. I need to be reminded of that myself because I get carried away and just think they're all so corrupt. I just go straight to that because generally it's a shortcut, saves time. They're all corrupt. Like, but then uh, him, you can sort of see he's like a kindly person who's like really sort of trying his best to hold together his integrity like some Jimmy Stewart character all sort of constipated <laughs> against the... No, come on, we can't do a good job, can we all? Corruption is what Congress first tried to tackle 10 years ago. Did it though? Did it? They give a round of applause. And here is a bill that we will ignore and find a way out of by the time that it matters to me. Hooray! Passing the Stock Act. That was the law that officially banned members of Congress from trading with non-public information. When they do stuff that you like, they do it in public to rounds of applause. Then when they reverse out of it, no one's like, oh, it turns out there was a terrorist attack on the day that we nixed that deal. But there are still accusations some members of Congress do exactly that. Have you both become aware of colleagues of yours that are bending the rules with their trades? Look, I'm going to keep this bipartisan. Uh, I am not going to go into some names. Uh, we both know the names of some people that have made uh, millions of dollars off of trading uh, spouses, trading uh, stocks. Nancy Pelosi, Nancy Pelosi, Nancy Pelosi. Uh, while committee hearings are going on. Look, I'm not going to name Nancy Pelosi's, but I do know of colleagues that have Nancy Pelosi, their Paul Pelosi, into a car, and then that guy came around the house and not named names Hammer. <laughs> Should have took that home with you. One prominent lawmaker whose finances are consistently under a microscope is former Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi, who's disclosed millions of dollars of profit from trades over the years, many made by her husband, a financier. What I think irritates a lot of us, isn't it, is the sort of grandstanding and posturing and pretending to be like a nice person. And it's the children. I care about children. All the outrage on January 6th. There was a documentary about Nancy Pelosi, weren't there? Oh my God, what's going on outside? Ah, they didn't know about my trading, do they? For God's sake, delete the app! Delete the app! And like, in reality, you know that they found ways of justifying themselves, like we do, because we're human beings. Like, they found ways of going, it's okay that I work in Congress as Speaker of the House and that Paul invests the money. As I fall asleep, sometimes I may mutter as I drift off, 
Oh, had a good deal with Tim Cook from Apple today. Night, Paul! Like, they sort of find ways of turning up at banquets and still proselytizing about children's rights or women's rights or some other issue that they just push to the forefront. That's why they have to make everyone else feel sort of guilty and bad and ashamed and worthless. And you mustn't be like this and you shouldn't be like that. And we've really let everyone down with that. And should we be considering reparations? Why don't you give reparations to the current existing population of all creeds and colors for the stock trades that you're making and profiting from right now using information that you're clearly getting as a result of your job when you campaign, oh, stroking a pig, I'm kissing a baby, I'm kissing a pig, I'm stroking a baby. Whole thing's a total sham. So carry on doing it, but don't expect us to be outraged. Once in a while, people go, I've had enough of this. I'm going in there, give them a piece of my mind. Oh, take some photos of that statue. In a statement, Pelosi's office told us she does not own any stocks herself and has no prior knowledge or subsequent involvement in any transactions made by her husband. A spokesperson added she was fully supportive of an attempt by Congress in 2022 to address members' stock trading, efforts which, despite public pressure, failed. I was really supportive of it, but somehow it fell. I don't know how it failed. I don't know how Paul's making all these trades. I don't know how all these bills are failing. And mostly, I don't know how I sleep at night. Fast forward to 2023, and a slate of similar bills are seeing the same resistance. It has taken longer than we certainly would have liked, but we're going to continue to push forward. Sometimes I think the function that these idealistic politicians form is to just keep us sort of vaguely interested. You see both of these guys, no, they're trying, they're trying. I think, I bet there were probably people that worked at concentration camps that were all right. Like, well, he's trying, he's trying. You know what I mean? Like, in the end, we have to go, this system is corrupt and exploitative. We cannot participate in it anymore. Please, let's have a radical revision. In fact, we can't even ask them. What is required, I think, is just a transformation in the nature of the relationship, where you just talk to them differently. What's Sorry, you do what? No, 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 thank you. There are four or five bills out there with really good ideas in each one of them. They've got to be brought together. There are four or five bills out there, but none of them are going anywhere right now. They're all stuck in various committees. Right. Welcome to Congress. But don't try getting in without an invitation, because otherwise I will cry my eyes out. So there you go. It's just that they're acknowledging even these idealists that are trying their best and seem like really decent people that it's more or less pointless. But far away from Capitol Hill, if you listen to Unusual Wales or Chris Josephs, no one is quite sure your elected representatives will voluntarily cut themselves off from a payday. I, I don't think they'll ban it. I think it's all a smokescreen. I, I genuinely don't think they'll do it because it doesn't benefit them. You're saying there's too much money on the table to give it up. I, I think so, <laughs> which is wild to say, but yeah. Isn't it ridiculous to think that rather than vote, you would probably be able to impact that more by every one of us like just investing in the things they are till the advantage became diluted and dissipated and meaningless. You've got more purchase through financial corruption than you have through just doing what it's supposed to do. It's like that we only know about excess deaths because of insurance company premiums going up. We still can't talk about it openly from a position of medical expertise because that system is similarly corrupted. All of these systems are corrupted and until we take back power, not take back power because we actually already have the power, until we refuse to participate, then I suppose it will continue because they don't want to do anything about it themselves. Let's get a little bit more information. As Americans sweat over the high cost of food and gas, Representative Nancy Pelosi's stock portfolio racked up massive gains in 2023. I'm seriously considering just literally going, invest in what she's in. Like when Harry met Sally. I'll have what she's having. Oh. Oh, God. I'll have what she's having. 
The former speaker, a consistent high performer in the market, enjoyed a 65% return on her investments. She's a genius. You could almost say, God, you're so good at that. Why don't you just do that? Why don't you just go and invest in the stock market if you're so good at it? Oh, well, actually, because it's not that I'm good at it, because I've got information from being in Congress that I'm utilizing for my trade. And actually, you're probably not allowed to say that as an objective fact, because it's all been marshaled and concealed by the sort of a veil of rhetoric, and oh, Paul Pelosi was doing it in his Porsche. That's better than most major hedge funds. Major hedge funds where their whole raison d'etre and purpose for existence is that she's doing that for a hobby. That's like you're better at basketball than LeBron just by sort of like doing something could get in your front porch. Oh, look at that. Oh, just accidentally just keep doing this. It's amazing, really. Key to her success was very lucky use of stock options, often a sign of trading on inside information, something members of Congress have lots of. Pelosi and her husband, Paul Pelosi, have made millions off tech companies that she's responsible for regulating. Multiple bills were put forward last year to stop or limit congressional trading, including the Bipartisan Ban Stock Trading for Government Officials Act, introduced by Senators Kirsten Gillibrand and Josh Hawley in late July, which went nowhere. No surprise, politicians on both sides of the aisle profit from trading. It's not just insider trading, but insiders blocking any rules that might stop them. That's literally the definition of systemic corruption. You can't change it because it's not a bug, it's a feature, it's a requirement. So on one hand, you have lacrimose news readers crying their eyes about January the 6th. Why? Because of the sanctity of the building, because of what it represents. It represents freedom. It represents democracy. It means that any American from anywhere could rise up and become president or speaker of the house. And then you too, if you're rich enough and lucky enough, could make a fortune from insider trading. Is that the system? Is that what we're protecting? Is that what people are being jailed for? Desecrating that system? It's a system that requires desecration. It's a system that requires dismantling. Remember, once again, Nancy Pelosi couldn't just go to Wall Street and go, hey, give me a job. I'm brilliant at this because her power is from exploiting you, the information and power that you have given her, the information that you grant them by that building that should be sacred but isn't. All of our political institutions and the buildings that house them should be sacred. They should represent our shared and collective power and our shared and collective obligation to one another. But they don't represent that. They represent an opportunity for exploitation and that opportunity is plainly being taken. And one of the ways they prevent us from seeing that is by going, look over there, look over there. What happens between January 7th and January 5th? Nothing as corrupt as what happens the whole year round in those buildings. But that's just what I think. If you can, stay free. No, here's the fucking news.